0: the phoenix
1: Welcome to Stepping into the Light with Julia Treat. That's me, your host from juliatreat.com. I'm outside, so you may hear some birds chirping, or my uh, fur babies, Macy and Gracie, they may start wrestling at any moment. (laughs) They're sitting here next to me in the grass. But we have such a beautiful day in here in Northeast Pennsylvania, and I, of course, am taking as much time to enjoy being outdoors as possible. So if you're new to my podcast, this is going to be a little different than I usually introduce my podcast. Because I'm sharing an interview that I did um, on a show called Spiritually Raw. And I asked them for the recording so that I could share it here with you. So if you have not watched the interview on YouTube yet, uh, then I welcome you to listen if you want to see it. In video form, you can go to their channel, Spiritually Raw, on YouTube. Now, I do want to say something moving forward. Uh, I am reaching out and I am talking about the Rainbow Crew to anyone and everyone that will allow me to talk about the Rainbow Crew. And so, I absolutely love Jay and April, the hosts of Spiritually Raw. They have an amazing program because they really open the platform up to anyone to come in and discuss things, which it's really hard to find anymore, right? There's so much censorship and all the stuff so that, you know, people are like, I don't want this on my platform because I don't agree with that. It's like they are just allowing people to come and speak. And so that being said, I just wanted to announce that I do resonate with many of their guests, some, maybe not as much. So my job is to get the word about the Rainbow Crew out. That is what I am here to do, and I will do it in any way that I may. All right, I hope you enjoy the interview. We had a lot of fun, and I really did feel a really amazing connection with Jay and April. They are just pure light i think that you will feel it as well all right enjoy the episode god bless
0: hello everybody how are you and welcome to spiritually raw thank you so much for your energy exchange with us today we hope you woke to the most miracle morning and are also having the most fortunate day today we have a great guest here with us today julia treat also known as jules so uh julia treat more about her is a psychic medium angel intuitive podcaster and author of stepping into the light the miraculous miraculous ways that our loved ones angels and guides are able to let us know they are near and you can also check out julia which will have links for you at com. so julia welcome welcome you? thank you
1: thanks for having me yeah of oh, course it's, it's, it's good, good to have you here
0: so let's get our audience if it's okay to get to know you and let's dive right in
1: Absolutely. First of all, I do have to say thank you because what you are doing is so amazing. Um, You are, you know, you have this platform so that all of the light workers, everyone here to to create this new earth, that you you let everyone speak and everyone resonates with different people and beings and channels. So thank you for doing that because this this is like the best show ever.
0: (laughs) I'm gonna put that on loop. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes it is i mean it really really so, uh, yeah, so nice. because i know what it takes to come out and speak when maybe others aren't speaking that about it
0: <laughs> yeah we are, we really appreciate mm-hmm. that thank you so much thank so, you so much. um so your spiritual side you know as far as as you were going through things i mean this happened later in life for you right so what happened there so what connected yeah. you and all of a sudden boom your opening happened
1: so i was raised uh, i'm a pk i was a preacher's kid and um at a very young age, six years old, five or six, I mean, I actually started questioning my father about you know, the teachings and all that. And um, um, I asked him recently if he remembered me questioning in the car saying, you know, he was never fire and brimstone, anything like that. But it was, he was teaching from the Bible, and it was about sinning and all the stuff, and God's you know, not happy with you and all this stuff. And I had said, you know, that that's, God's not like that. And my dad was, you know, his response was, well, you don't, you know, you're not supposed to question the Bible. And I said, I'm not I'm questioning you. Now, a six-year-old that says that, oh gosh. there's got to be something there that that little munchkin knows, right? Yeah. But what happened is I, I moved into a life of, of really like self-sabotage. And I went through a lot of things just on not loving myself. Because what I realized later in life was that I truly, because I felt God was mad at me, I pushed God out. So then I was doing this whole gig alone. <laughs> so if we push God out, you know, that's really pushing our light away. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, got my shit together at one point and finally went to school and got my master's in speech language pathology. And I opened a private practice and was sailing smoothly through life, had a, what seemed like the perfect marriage at the time and and a waiting list and my health, this is the first thing that started happening. So my health started declining just Mm -hmm. for no reason. And it was just every day was worse and worse. I started going to specialists. No one could find anything wrong with me. Um, It ended up being Lyme disease, and oh. but it went undiagnosed for five years. Oh, so that's, that's it, like
2: the hardest thing they say to diagnose.
1: Oh, and it's I call it Lyme hell. I mean, it really is hell because you look healthy, right? But you definitely don't feel like it, right? And I think there's like last time I checked, it was like 65 symptoms you could have not have, and I had about 48. I had almost all mm-hmm. of them. So. That started this spiral downward to where um, I was in too much pain, too sick, whatever the case may be, over a matter of months, short months. Um, I had to close my private practice. My marriage was imploding. I, you know, I was, my health was just, it was awful. And I was losing everything. And what I know now is sometimes everything has to be taken away so that you truly can hear God speak to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was my, my first awakening because I think I continued to go through awakenings. Um, but I was literally in my yard uh, at my house, just crying out for a lifeline. like And I had not called to God since I was a child, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't recall doing that. And um, then I started, what happened is I was like, God, you know, give me a lifeline. I need help. I don't understand what's happening. I don't know why. I'm losing everything. It was like a couple days later, I'm uh, sitting in a diner ordering lunch. And I look down on this placemat. There's this tiny little purple angel and it says angel class. And I'm like, now I didn't know at the time I was being guided that that was my journey into connecting with angels. Mm. So I started this journey in learning about the angels, Archangel Michael, um, Raphael, the healing angel, all the archangel, not all of them. I mean a handful that I really started working closely with. Well, I, I know now, you know, in hindsight that my journey was planned. So I was to be connected with the angelic realm before I ever started my mediumship gig, which I was not looking for consciously. Mm. Oh, so, um, it was when a friend of mine, several years later, a friend of mine was preparing to leave her physical costume. I call them physical or human costumes. She was getting ready to leave the physical world. And it was while she was in the hospital on her last few days that I, I, I went to visit her, went home to just clear my head because it's, you know, it's tough to watch a, a loved one that's getting ready to leave. And um, so I was raking the yard and I just, I called the angels and I said, you know, be with Jean. Just, I know she's scared, even though she's putting on this front, just be with her and help her not be afraid. Let her know everything's going to be okay. Angels surround her. And in the, in an instant, it's like a movie opened up in my head and I could see and hear heaven there was a party. I mean, I could hear the music. I could hear all the people, the voices, whatever. And, um, I even saw her husband who I'd never met. He had passed 30 years before I met her and I hadn't never seen a picture of him or anything, but I saw him and he had a mug of beer. (laughs) I kid you not, he had a mug of beer and he's like, the party started. Let's go. We're waiting. I told her son later that day what had happened. And, um, you know, he was like, you described my dad to a T that's what he looked like. And he drank, beer from a mug. So this is all new to me, by the way. And I'm just like, this is crazy. So the next day, I told him the conversation, I said, your dad was telling your mom, like, don't be scared. It's time to come home. We've got you. Here's the music. You can hear it. Well, I thought it was over the next day. He calls me and he goes, I just have to tell you, I just got off the phone with my brother and he was at the hospital with ma. They call him mom, Ma. ma the same time you heard that conversation. And he said they were, ha- he felt mom was having a conversation with dad. Aww. He repeated the same conversation that I had heard. Hmm. Yeah. So that's where it all started. And I was like, holy cow, what's happening here. That's, that's where it all started.
2: You know, and I'm just going to lead me into the next crazy experience that you had, which I want to talk about in a second, but something that you just said, um, th- you saw him with a mug of beer, right? Like he's partying and he's having a great time. I hear so many times it kind of actually drives me a little nuts. Oh, uh, I hope they're you're resting in peace and resting in peace and resting in right right right. They're not resting are having a good time. They're having like the time of their lives. And yes. I think it's really important for people to understand that.
0: That's how you see that, Julia. Is, is it is it uniform like that? Or is it each person's choice to say, okay, I'm going to, I mean, does each person get to define their own version of heaven? So for example, Jean's husband, was that his version of heaven? Just that beer mug? Well,
1: I think they also come through with what their loved one is going to recognize about them.
0: Mm-hmm. And okay. so that
1: was what they recognized him as happy-go-lucky. I'm having my beer. This is life. It's a party. Mm-hmm. And so whatever, however, that is for that family, how they'll recognize that, that, you know, that'll make sense for the family. Because they come through in so many different ways. Yeah. Um, it's always, you know, sometimes we, we do a little pit stop. Like if, if what I've learned over the years is if if we do something to others and we've not made restitution or, uh, you know, while we're here in this physical world, either apology or forgiveness of asking for forgiveness or even forgiving ourselves, then what I've seen is we go to a place. Um, there's two places. What I understand is one is the panels of retribution. That's what I call it. That's what I was told it was. You sit in front of three panels and you actually sit there and you watch and witness everything that you did that caused pain. Mm-hmm. And you, but it's a very quick process there. Ooh, mm-hmm. it's got chills. So you witness what you cause the pain you caused in others and you have to feel it. Mm. I mean, this is just something I have others may not get that that information, but that's what I've been shown So once you felt that and I always say Archangel Michael right there waiting as soon as it's finished So when I tell someone your dad was there for seven days That's actually in my feeling at a long time that he had to sit and witness and this was a man that did really horrific things And it's even in my book um, which I'll talk about how they get a free copy if they want a little bit, but So it's these panels of retribution and then a lot of souls go into what I call angel school. And so they are just filled with love. The angels love them. It's like, because the souls that do things, these things, they need love the most, you know, if they're actually hurting
0: someone else. So, Mm
1: -hmm. so I see things, that's kind of how it comes through with me. Yeah.
0: Uh, Does it, when they go through the panel of retribution, did you call it? That's interesting. So is that, so did they go through that before they go to the angel school? So, they, yeah. so, so first they get like, okay, here's what you did. And then, then is there like when they're there, is this like massive? Is it, is it designed for them to release all that to forgive themselves? So what's the, well, they have to,
1: they have, you know, it's not a punishment. I've never seen it as God punishing anyone. It's like, okay, we got to talk. You need yeah. to understand what you did while you're there because then you can maybe make a different choice next time if you go back wherever you go. (laughs) What about
2: if they violently murdered someone, do they feel the physical pain or the emotional pain?
1: They do not feel the physical pain, but they, that is, it's the emotional pain is that what keeps us stuck. Mm -hmm. You know, even in past life regression, when I do that with, with clients, um, they don't feel the physical pain. They see it, but they feel the emotional pain, whatever Mm. it was that was inside. So yeah, I've never. They don't feel any physical pain, but I have. I mean, I've. It's brought me to tears watching them mm-hmm. come to terms with what they they did. You know, one gentleman in particular. I won't go into details, but it was so horrific what he did with his daughter her entire life from childhood on. That he sat there, I just saw he's sobbing, mm-hmm. and I'm telling his daughter this, and she's she's just so beautiful. She's like, "Tell him I forgive him. I forgive Aww. him." <laughs> <No>. <laughs> So he's, so he's
0: seeing in that particular example, he's seeing what he did and he's going and feeling what he did while he's on the other side for, let's call it that there. And then, and then from there, um, hopefully he's getting through his purification process of sorts to get ready for the angel school. Right. You know what though? And
2: that's interesting though, because that could be like his version of hell. He had to relive all of the emotional hurt and trauma that he put his daughter through.
1: Yeah. It's interesting. I, I mean, I, I watch a lot of channels and a lot of information. I, I, I have connected with some souls that did some really horrific things and, and even things that we're hearing about now that, um, I've never seen them go to any hell. I've seen, yes, that that could, kind of their own hell. Mm-hmm. I guess if you want to think of it that way, that they have to feel this. Yeah, It's literally like whatever, um, I want to say like armor or shield or something, whatever it was, whether it was mind control or a shield where they could do these acts and not feel the physical, the the emotional pain. That's what's been removed. And they now feel it. It's, it's, we're always learning, you know, as this, this infinite being. So it's part of their learning. That's the way I've, I've received it. I
0: gotcha. Um, Julie, you you got something? uh, Yeah. yeah, uh,
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, you had the most interesting experience where you were talking to someone online and they morphed. Yeah, something very nefarious, like
1: yeah. What happened? Well, <clears throat> I am a mentor and a, a spiritual mentor and coach, and um, I had a young lady reach out to me um, a couple of years ago and and said, you know, your podcast turned on instantly. I hear this a lot. Just came on, and I don't even know who you are, um, or I was listening to someone else, and you're started, whatever. And uh, so she, you know, we connected and and talked a little bit and she said, I don't, I don't want spiritual mentoring. I don't know what it is, but I just know I'm supposed to work with you. And I was like, okay, because sometimes it's just to get through life or it's to to get through grieving or whatever. So we connected and we, we would chat every week and, and just kind of almost like um, cheering her on, but intuitively giving her guidance to next steps. Mm -hmm. So we worked together for probably roughly, I'm just going to say roughly a year. And she ended up moving and starting a very. Um, demanding PhD program at a medical school. Um, very excited. She, was, she got accepted. And um, we, it was a very short time period that I was watching how I've gotten to know her really well. By the way, something she said to me when we first started was, I was told two years ago that I would meet a woman named Julia Treat. And I was like, now I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> that is.
0: That'll intrigue you a bit, right? Yeah.
1: She's the second person that's ever told me that. <laughs> but um, so I, I watched her really going down. But she was getting so depleted and tired. It was so demanding on her. And I was, I mean, I was like this mom and her getting a little concerned. So there came a time where I, she said, she, I'm not sleeping. And I was like, you know, you need to, can you take a few days off? hospital? They let you. So she disappeared for about three weeks. I didn't hear from her. And i reached reach out, didn't hear from her. And um, she reached out, we connected. Well, she sent me a video in the meantime. She sent me a video and she said, first of all, I feel like I'm being watched. She said, I feel like there's drones outside of my apartment. Now, i would never heard of any of this because I've awakened more even since this happened. She would send videos of the drones outside of her windows. And I'm like, this is crazy. What's happening here? One video was a light... I have it. So it's a light that came into her apartment. It made some kind of sound. It was the most bizarre. And sometimes just because things are different, it might feel creepy. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand that light, but so we connected and I realized, um, she was different. Just something was different about her and she would sit there and stare. And then all of a sudden she'd look like look a certain way. And I saw her morph and shift. I mean, to her face made strange, like movements and then she had a different demeanor. Her voice would change, and I was like, "What the hell is happening here?" Hmm. So, yeah. So, um, how did her voice change?
0: Like is more it, deeper? Um, it might be thing? like
1: a different, um, like an accent or a different like tone. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was different tone. It was a different um, vibration. Did she realized she was going in and out of this. I don't think at this time she did. Um, and this is at the very beginning. More like a lot of crazy things started happening. Um, so she would talk as this, I'm just gonna say this being or whatever this was. Mm -hmm. And I was like, we started talking about it. I would send her the videos though. So I recorded and she would watch herself and she'd be like, isn't that crazy? Like I go, yeah, it kind of is. Um, what do you think about if we do that? You know, you morph whatever you're doing and I'll ask who you are. Like I'll ask questions. Like this was, I was learning from this. I've never experienced it. And so we did that. And the first time um, she, she went to that first being, I don't even remember, to be honest, what was said. It was just different. Yeah. And I do have the recordings, but I do keep them under lock and key just really for her, for her protection. I would never like share that with the world. Cause, um, uh, but I asked, you know, where are you from? And she just like, her eyes were closed when she was this thing. And she's like, Zita. Now everyone probably knows who Zita is. I did not. <laughs> so I'm looking things up as she's telling me things. I'm like, I don't know S- who it is. That's an, that's an ET. That's like a, The first aliens, they believe, landed here, the shape of their head. And I was like, Zeta,
0: Zeta. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I was like, oh my God, what's happening here? Okay, so we continued this. So what it turned out to be was she was one, two, three, four or five different beings that she would channel or become. It wasn't channeling. I don't know. It It was actually tough to watch her turn into something different. Now, she looked the same, but a different demeanor, different voice again. And One was, um, she was, she's okay. So she went through three, four different personas Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and, and I won't go through all those right now if you don't, unless you want to later, but then she scooted back in the back of her room and she stared at me and her eyes turned black Mm. and she did not blink for several minutes and she stared at that and she did not say a word and she was stoic and I was like, what the, now this is the third time I've seen someone's eyes turn black and we could talk about that if you want, but she stared at me and I just, um, you know, just stared back, just waiting to see what I was just patient. And all of a sudden she just pointed at me and she went like this. And I was like, (laughs) okay. So I actually started yelling her name. I said, you come back right now or I am hanging up. Cause that, whatever that was Mm -hmm. just kept staring at me. And like, it was trying to, I really felt like it was trying trying to, to
2: jump at you, like jump inside of you. We're uh, transferring the I, energy. Able like, to
1: keep me self-protected, but trying, yeah. trying, to get to me. However, yeah. they, mm-hmm. so she finally, like really, you know, did this thing and came out of it, and, and she was like worn out. Like, and what happened though? While this was happening, this happened a few times. My boyfriend started noticing. So first, we worked every week together. This girl and I. Then she wanted to work every day. So I just cleared my schedule every day to see what help her through this. Well, what was happening is I was getting depleted and drained. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My boyfriend was saying, I don't know what you're doing with her, but you are not the same. I don't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. So um, I realized I was getting sick. My stomach was getting very sick. Mm -hmm. Um, It was becoming a mess, which is your power center. So uh, when I was working with her with that dark eyed being, I had never heard the term draconian. Um, but I did in meditation ask what this was, and that was the word I heard. And when I looked it up, <laughs> I was like, Holy cow, I've already met a couple of people where they ch- either channeled through them or they were them. I don't know. That's not for me to decide. But um, then I started learning a lot about that. And I feel that came across my lap at the time that I could handle it. Handle and, it. Yeah. I mean, I was, that's one of those times where, you know, we're all this. With the angels, I was like, well, I believe, I don't have to see them. I believe, I had to see that. Right. To believe something that evil could be doing something. Right. So
0: let's talk about seeing that again uh, from that standpoint. <laughs> that um, was the
1: third time that I had seen someone's eyes turn black in front of me.
0: Now, That's have you crazy. have you been able to see the angels? Yes. You have been able to see the angels, and they and and do they do they when they come to you? Do they kind of are they just surrounding you all the time, or how do they, or is it one of those things like you call out to them and then they then that energy oh, I, shows they, up?
1: They're around me all the time because I tell them to be.
0: <laughs> they're on you all the time because tell them to be. I
1: am like you are going to be around me today. Yes.
0: Got it. Got it. Are and- they?
1: <laughs> alone. There's no way I would ever do this alone, and I know a lot of people are, and that scares me actually.
2: Are you referring to specific angels, or or are you referring to which we're going to talk about the Rainbow Crew?
1: Well, I mean, they're all part of, you know, there's so many of us that are part of this all creating heaven on earth, this new earth. And so the rainbow crew are part of that. And the angelic realm is part of that. There's a lot of humans here that are actually angels in human form. Mm-hmm. And they're part of that. There's mm-hmm. Canadians are turning. There's all, you know, it takes like, you. that's why I say you have the best show because you have everyone that's here to create new earth. Some are here to report all the shit that's going on, mm-hmm. you know, all the, horrific stuff and some are here to go hey these children are arriving and they're helping to you know elevate this space to new earth so
0: are these rainbow crew they're, they're children right the rainbow crew mm-hmm. they are children are so are they are they different than angels are they like a, a spin off of angels like how would you and how
1: did you meet them yeah that's such a great question and I'm still learning a lot from them all the time um so my whole life I resisted working with children even as a speech pathologist Until one day I made the the shift and started working from birth to three and I felt like I was in heaven, this was my my niche. Then this whole thing happened and I worked with adults and I didn't wanna work with children. Many past lives where I was teaching and mentoring children and really bad things happened to them to try to shut things down. Now, that's third dimensional existence. I wanna make sure I'm pointing that out. That is not what's happening now. So in meditation one day, um, I had gone to a retreat in in, um, Massachusetts and i was just sitting in meditation and i don't even know what what was my life purpose i think i asked that what's my life purpose and all of a sudden i saw this big mountain this massive mountain and children walking up one by one and they had their spirit animal with them like guiding them like there might be an elephant a giraffe a snake they each had their animal and they're moving to the top of this mountain and so i was intrigued i thought wow um, what is this mountain about you're coming to the mountain you're coming to the mountain and what I started learning about was, I was guided to Northeast Pennsylvania years ago. Didn't even know why I moved here. I didn't really know anyone. Just moved That's a odd place to pick. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> and then when I got here for many years, what the hell am I doing here, God? Why did right. you come here? I don't know why I'm here. Yeah. So I was um, drawn to this mountain. Um, it's called Elk Mountain. Um, and I started meditating there um, over the years, going there and walking. Uh, my boyfriend and I would go take drives out in the Endless Mountains here, and they really are Endless Mountains. And everywhere we drove, whatever road we took that we weren't familiar with, it brought us to the same location, which was at the base of that mountain. It was a restaurant, um, um, kind of a retreat place. So I started putting like all this together. And in the meantime, connecting with this crew, um, these children saying, you know, what is this about? Why are we connecting? Who are you? And they're you know we're the children of new earth we're not you know we're coming it's not like they say that it's not like an adult conversation they giggle a lot and it's all this joy but i understand the messages that they're giving
2: that's so cute
1: it's fun it is. <laughs> it's, it's fun.
2: very cute and fun
0: what are they what are they what are they here to share with us when they come through with you
1: so they, so there are some here. So when all of the light, the rainbow waves started coming in and the light codes, and a lot of us know about that, the, the planet started elevating. So the vibration of, of mother earth started elevating. It was at a place now where those children could come. I, they, I don't believe they could come before it wouldn't support them. Um, but they are, it is pure love, unconditional joy, joy. It's Christ consciousness. That's what they are. They're Christ consciousness energy.
2: Mm-hmm. um
1: and that is what they hear it's all about love and they are here to to create new earth fifth dimensional existence and and above whatever you know i don't have to get into all that stuff but yeah so i've asked them i i know to ask questions i tell everyone ask questions ask universe questions cuz you'll get answers and i uh, um even asking them what do you want to be called and they said the rainbow crew and some of my videos that I have and pictures there's actually rainbows that just come into in front of my face when I'm I've seen
2: them it's extraordinary and the one picture that you have on Facebook where it's the four of them and they're in the sh- on your ceiling and they're in the shape of a butterfly.
1: Yes. It's my name actually is butterfly which is crazy. Does it? Yeah. Your name, your
0: name your name means butterfly?
1: Yeah, I tell everyone look up your name because you're going to realize you chose it. <laughs> yeah, that's You true. look up the meaning. Yeah, my name is Butterfly and it's also, um, you know, transformation metamorphosis that we're all doing. So when I asked him, okay, the rainbow crew, that's cute, you know, and then recently I said, well, what makes you different? Because people might ask me what, because you, you know, the LGBTQ communities, that's rainbows, like what makes you different from anyone else and why you are called this? And they said, because that still is separation. You're still separating from a group. So I mean, so it's, we're everything. Rainbow Crew is like, we are just all colors, hues of the rainbow, every space, race, place. We're all of it combined into one, just beautiful. I say it's like little Jesus energies.
0: <laughs> <don't know>. So <laughs> Jesus Aww. energies?
1: Can so, anyone? I'm one of my main guides, and I know there's controversy in that, but um, I know that uh, Jesus is one of my guides and Jesus is the leader of the Rainbow Crew and I'm part of it too, so. Can anyone tap into the
2: Rainbow Crew?
1: Absolutely. I always tell my listeners that, for my podcast, just calling them because they they make magic happen. It's just I'm like, gonna cool. start
2: talking to the rainbow crew. Oh, I love that's, it. that's so sweet. I think like the energy behind that is so angelic and so sweet. Did I hear
0: you say yeah. that Jesus is your guide and Jesus is the head of the Rainbow Crew? Yeah.
1: He's the leader of the Rainbow Crew. I mean he's he's they are so it's like Jesus when Jesus came and was that epitome of unconditional love, that was Jesus' message. These are the same energy, these children coming
0: so this is a little, this is, um, unique. I've, I haven't heard it anyway. Um, is, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> and, so um, sweet. and thank you for bringing it to us. So, uh, the rainbow crew, these children, these, uh, Christ consciousness children, if you would, right. So are they around all of us all the time? And are we, and if they are, um, is it some, is there, are there some things that we would know, like something symbolic, such as numbers, such as, colors, whatever, is there some things that we would figure and be like, Oh, wow. There's, you know, like some people be like, Oh, there's four, four, four. There's my angel. You know what I mean? Is there anything symbolic to a rainbow uh, crew, if you would, that would connect those, connect those dots?
1: Yes, absolutely. And I kind of want to, since I can't answer, are they angels or are they not? It's just, so the angels are the highest vibration. They're God's messengers. I mean, so they are the highest of vibration. And so the rainbow crew is right there with them, whatever that means, Christ consciousness, energy, and, um, they do their signs, which they've shown me over the years are, yes, you'll see rainbows a lot, whether it's, but it's not always rainbows in the sky. You'll see like, like, you saw the one in my room, there was a rainbow butterfly on my ceiling. I didn't even know how that happened. One time I had a white heart with, with butter. I'm going to post that with butterfly wings on my wall. I'm like, I don't know where that came from. So they love to send rainbows. It could be snippets of rainbows. Um, just out of the blue where you think, where would this even come from? They also use the, the number nine eleven. That's one of their signs. And I mean, even recently, they've been showing me more things. Nine eleven. What they showed me initially was we heard the call. Basically, the the Earth Gaia. Um, you know, those of us creating new Earth, were ready. It was ready, and they heard the call and they started coming in. Like I said, they couldn't come in before because they, they wouldn't. They wouldn't be supported energetically. They wouldn't even. It would be like a magnet hitting the wrong end. It couldn't even happen. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, 9-11 we heard the call and now recently I've been hearing people talk about Revelation 9-11 I'm like oh or I think it's 9-11 I was like well that's interesting because I do understand the end or the or the shift from third dimensional earth to or older to new earth I'll just put it that way um, so 9-11 36 is another number they use 36 is you are part of this big deal team and that's not an ego statement you're just here as this amazing light worker to create
2: well that's interesting because 3 and 6 is 9 and 9 is like the almighty number in terms of uh energy like they always say uh if you if you understand the the if you understand the meaning of the number nine you, it really like unlocks the secrets of the universe
1: mm-hmm. so 36 is one of their numbers which you're i'm glad you brought up that it adds up to nine um baby feathers and um, 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 um hearts hearts and baby feathers Aww. little tiny feathers so there's all your your viewers may even go, wow! I've been getting those, or they may start
2: yeah
1: getting those numbers now. That it's kind of like a soul memory, a recognition of, oh yeah, this was
2: is,
0: is. Well, there, you know what's
2: interesting? I don't know if you could see it, but you see that Jay? You have this hue
1: of uh, it's like, I like violet, colorate. yeah, yeah like you got violet. your head. I, I, so I always say this is Archangel Michael. I feel like sometimes it's in front of my face. I've never seen that on anyone on sometimes a show. It's blue.
0: Hello, sometimes Michael. It's blue,
1: sometimes like a sword. Yeah. Um, and I, it, and when I was working with that young lady who morphed into all those things, we were, we would talk, I am not kidding. The screen would go completely rainbow. couldn't see her face. Mm. And I was like, and now I feel like he was really just taking, they were taking care of me. You're here to learn, but you're not going to be, you're not taking on that energy.
2: Yeah.
1: So that's why, like I said, the angels were who I was connected with first. And that had to happen for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there a, is there a reason or anything that the, rainbow crew may jump in to be there for you versus an angel. Is that like another level of group of entities that help you if you would, or group of consciousness, or is it like, is, is it as, is it as just normal as reaching out to an angel?
1: Well, for me, it's normal. Um, And I think because I know that that's my mission and that's what I'm here to do. Like you bring on people that they're here to just, you you're all discover, teach, show. And I keep, you know, anytime I feel like, am I supposed to talk about this on my, on my podcast there? And the, the the rainbow crew, the children, this, this childlike energy says, you focus on what we're here to create. Aww. Right. And it's, it's actually these um, retreats that I'm manifesting where these children will come and meet one another and families and things like that. So there's even more to it.
0: When yeah. you, when you take a look at them as children or the, um, when you imagine them and, or do you imagine them as like you know, five, six-year-old kids in the playground or like maybe teenage children or how- I've seen or, them I,
1: as, as babies, actually. You're but seeing I, them wow. as babies. As, old, as older, but I see them as babies. Mm-hmm. Um, I have met one um, and I have actually held one. And it is- it. Uh, how do you it, do that? Um, I've actually- had, Well, so, so, there's some here already. And oh. so their parents- So what's happening is, you know, pe- parents saying, oh, my podcast," your pe- podcast turned on. Or one mom saying, I had my phone on my stomach- And all of a sudden a rainbow showed up and your podcast turned on like crazy stuff that it's just them. It's the children, the rainbow crew saying, you need to hear this, whatever this lady's saying. (laughs) And I've even said on my podcast, like I've told people you're going to have a fourth child. And they're like, I can't even physically have one. And they get pregnant and they have their rainbow.
0: They have their rainbow child. What are they they in conjunction to like um, the ones that you see and you can feel in touch, if you would, as you mentioned, um, what are they, how are they in conjunction to like the indigo children you yeah, hear exactly. about or the crystal children? I'm are they, oh, are that,
1: she- brought that up. Perfect questions. Um, because so indigo children, a lot of the rainbow crew have siblings or, or souls that they know that they signed up to do this together. So you're going to go in front of me before me, and you're going to help to start, you know, laying the groundwork, getting ready for us to come. And so um, I don't believe the rainbow crew has ever been here in human form. I truly don't. I don't believe they, they, they sign up to come as this, this higher frequency. So indigos being, you know, indigo and crystal children here to spread love still, but indigos are like the feistier, Mm -hmm. uh, I see feistier. Like I, I'm the leader, I'm the activist and the crystal child being let's just hug each other and love it out. And (laughs) so it's still all love, but that we need them all. We need all of these to come and, and some of us are adults, and we, we have all of that. And so, yeah, some of them have siblings. I have people that they have, you know, the, the indigo child, the, the crystal, and now the rainbow. And, and they actually can tell the difference from this new being, this, this new baby.
0: They can. Mm.
1: Yeah. Like I said, it's totally different. Like, people just want to be around their baby. They want to hold the baby. Mm-hmm. They can't stare at the baby. Mm-hmm. More than normal.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, my friend she and she takes pictures and she sends them to me all the time. She gets prisms in her house in the most strangest, oddest places where there's like no sunlight or anything and she'll and you'll just see prisms like everywhere, and they're usually always around her dogs
1: mm, interesting, yeah. I have pictures of my dogs posing they'll they'll look at me and I'll look down and there'll actually be a little rainbow snippet in front of them. Aww. I mean, our fur babies are even can be part of the rainbow crew, so the crew is not just the rainbow children it's the crew it's all of us that are coming to elevate you know this planet so when
2: when she sees these prisms everywhere like just random um, throughout throughout her house around the animals, we always thought well maybe it was the other animals that crossed over because they're all really really close, and then she got one after the other, you know so she's um, do you think though, okay, so could they be the rainbow crew or do you think it's um a loved one that crossed over? It how do how can you tell the difference or can you tell the difference from one type of rainbow prism right. as opposed to if it's coming from the rainbow crew?
1: Well, I'm big into you know, whatever it, it resonates with my client or that person, I think that's their truth. So it doesn't mean the rainbow crew is the only one to send rainbows. So yes, I believe it could be her fur babies or whoever. I feel mine, um, when I get them, I feel my fur babies are the children that I did not have this time. Um, no because question. Because of that stuff, um, mm-hmm. I actually I had to work with my mentor many years. I literally made sure they didn't get my children this time. I didn't even have them. So, it, you know, it's just also a testament of how past lives are, are really running the show. All the mind control that we're bringing, that you guys are bringing to light. That um, it will keep us from certain things in this lifetime. So I feel like my children, my unborn children, show up as these little rainbows sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Julia, so with all this uh, stuff coming around um, with with 3D and 5D that people are talking about, what do the rainbow crews say about that? When you're when you're connecting with them, and and is that is that from their perspective and from how you're seeing it, is it is it two different Earths, if you would, or is it is it a consciousness? you know, as that we're moving through.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I believe it's, it's all happening. It's just different dimensions that we'll be a part of, I guess. I, I and I'm just going to say how I understand it. And, and I a, a lot of people say, it's, <clears throat> this is the way I'm like, I'm just going to explain how I understand is that there are two, what i what they've shown me, I get a lot in like movies or pictures in my head and I've seen um, two, two, two earths kind of splitting like this and you, they're transparent. And I think, I think you mentioned this on one of your, that you saw this. So what I've seen is two earths going like this and there's an arc in between going to the new one. And I just took it. And what I understood was that's just these beings, these, this group is going to begin this, but I don't believe that this is the only group that's going there. I believe there will be others over time. Like they're going to continue to. That's good. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll tell you why I actually feel that. So I believe it's, it's, Cause there's a lot of us already experiencing fifth dimensional. I mean, I'm seeing like neon colored butterflies I've never seen before. Like there's just things you get these winks, right. That yeah, yeah. you're dipping your toe in it. Right. So, um, You know, recently you said on another, um, I watch your show all the time. Oh. You said on another show, Jay, I think, you know, is someone going to, is the Bible going to be rewritten? Mm-hmm. I can't even tell you what a wink that was for me. Cause I'm being guided to write something. And it's along those lines. I'm not saying I'm writing the Bible, but <laughs> Um, I have questioned God, you know, why, why are you having me create these things if we don't need it in fifth dimensional? I've actually been questioning that. Why am I going to do this? Cause we don't need it there. Mm-hmm. And the answer has been because it's leaving it so that others can find their way. And I was like, oh. so Perfect. it's like leaving the breadcrumbs, the golden nuggets. Yeah. I mean, even your show, it's helping others find the way that aren't where, you know, they're going to get there. Do I believe all souls are gonna go there? What I've been shown is no, but there's gonna be, it's not just one group, and then everyone's just over here suffering forever. It's like, okay, we're gonna find our way. We're gonna get there. Cause we've, That's great. we've left the light. Mm-hmm. We're leaving the light trails. Hmm.
2: Do you think the rainbow crew also came to you because of the fact that in this life that you didn't have children and they wanted you to feel that feeling of babies?
1: Possibly, I, I think this is something I signed up for before I ever got here. <laughs> I always say like some of us are, are like a star that birthed a million stars. And, and it's not ego. It's just I think there's a lot of souls that feel like, oh my gosh, I'm like a mom to a million babies, even mm-hmm. if I've never met them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, that's still all playing out, whatever that is. Uh, but, you know, all the lifetimes I've seen where I was teaching and mentoring children and, you know, things happening to them was horrific. And I was forced to listen and watch. You know it was just to try to shut me down so this would never happen perhaps or Mm. whatever the case may be but i mean i was told for a couple of years not to even talk about them but when the light codes started coming in and the elevation of the the planet it's like it was like like go time green light and then i didn't want to then i was like i don't want to because i think it was this this idea i was like protecting them somehow if i don't talk about them (laughs) Right, right. Uh,
0: I want to. I want to learn about the uh, light codes. Uh, but before we get there, just if I could tag on what you just mentioned. Um. So who who had mentioned to you not to talk about them for a couple of years?
1: Um. I don't, I'm just gonna say maybe my higher self guides. I don't know. Just okay. I just knew. Just kind okay. of this. You get signs. You know. Nope. Not time. Okay. Like okay. Do you think it was your ego side? I'm not sure. It could be. I mean, I've done so much deep diving work. (laughs) I've Mm -hmm. had to hear a lot of past Mm -hmm. stuff. So, yeah, it could be, could have been.
0: Okay. All right. No worries. Thank you for sharing that. Introducing us to that. So let's talk. Yeah. Light codes.
1: (sighs) Yeah, that's still that's something I think um, we all just uh, we kind of get our own version of what that means. Um, uh, I know when I started hearing the light codes were coming in, and it was happening at the same time that. I mean, almost daily, I would be talking and doing readings for clients, and there's rainbow waves that come in. It's like, what? Like, it was weird, and then it's pink waves, and it, it literally showed up on camera. I said, I used to ask, why does this show up on camera for me? And it just, I got, because some people need to see it to believe it. You know, they need to see that this is happening. So I started understanding how, you know, because I can see things as the movie in my head, and, and I, I, I run a, month, a monthly group, a private group, and we do a lot of work from the fifth dimensional space. Um, we go into the fifth-dimensional realm and we are pulling in the light codes, we're blasting light into the crevices and dark spaces of the earth, we're like doing all these things. There's a lot of light workers doing things behind the scenes mm-hmm. to help raise and elevate. And um, not everyone will drive with this, and that's cool. But the light codes, so even being drawn to Northeast Pennsylvania and going to Elk Mountain, what I received, again, it's what I received as messages or downloads was. The ley lines were always laid there. But it's just now they're all turned on. They're all active. And I've always gotten, for the past few years, I've said to my listeners, the poles are shifting. But I understand that more of what used to be the favorite places to live, I believe it's going to shift and there's going to be new favorite places to live.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And those maybe won't exist or, you know. And I think that's the hardest part of being here as maybe an, a, an earth angel or a light worker or wherever the case may be, because you want to help everyone. Yeah. So you understand you, you can't, like you're not, like you're not here to do that. And I think if we, you know, we can feel that. And it's just, sometimes we, we have to separate from that emotion of the world, that heaviness that we're leaving anyone behind. Right. That's the hardest thing. I'm doing are, you know, my mission with the kids, mm-hmm. you know, the remote crew, I can't be in there going, God, will they please listen to me? I can't do that. That's right. just me.
0: Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Um Hope that made sense. Yeah, it, it was good. Um, do you mind? I know we got we got so much to talk about with you and uh a lot to cover here. I but um the yeah. karmic contracts? contracts, I wanna ask you about that. Um and Kwan Yin. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. what, what do you wanna ask? <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs>
2: you can ask one and then I wanna ask. Uh, would one you like one. to go first? Yes. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> take the Kwan Yin. Um what what did or does Quan Yin say about the coronavirus? Ooh. Okay. I saw that on Um, one of your episodes and I was like, "Hmm,
0: and the tag onto that while you're going into that. that And how do you have a connection with the Asian goddess?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, She's one of the guys that came through as, as one of, you know, one of the ascended masters. I mean, even Wayne Dyer is one of my guides. So it's just, we have ascended masters from all, all different places and you know, I believe she came in to help me, rise above, to, to really be able to step into the forgiveness, because Kwan Yin's all about you just forgive, it's forgiveness and love, and I'm going to be here until everyone gets that I really do feel like she hangs out with whoever needs her, as long as they need them, um, and she really helped me learn to love myself, because that's what I did not, I did not love myself, I actually loathed myself, and you know, she helped me over the years to see my own beauty, which again, the angels did as well, because once we start seeing ourselves, the beauty within, and the love within, um, then we can you know, we turn into that Lotus, the Lotus that has come out of the murky waters. Cause that's mm-hmm. where the Lotus comes from. And a crazy thing is when I was working with Kuan Yin, I healed myself from Lyme disease, by the way, um, with no meds. Congratulations, that's huge. And I was a disaster. Like a, a sensitive on medications, no one needs it. But I was like, well, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> um, she helped me, my guides helped me. And it was peeling back the layers of the onion, literally into all the dark spaces of why I hated myself, the guilt, the shame past lives, all the stuff. And I was making dinner. I'd been well for a year, symptom-free. And I was cutting a red onion. And I cut down the middle and I've posted pictures on social media. There was a perfectly shaped um, yellow lotus in the middle of that onion. And yellow being the power center, lotus being, you know, this this love, your beauty, you're your this beautiful open flower. So I know this is a lot to say about Kuan Yin, but she was one of the guiding forces in that mm-hmm. to help me. I always tell my clients or my students, or I don't even like those words, actually, my family, <laughs> that I don't like followers. <laughs> we are, I, know. I, know. I, uh, I tell them, call on Kuan Yin if you don't love yourself and you don't see the beauty inside and out. Call on Kuan Yin and just just ask her to help you see yourself as beautiful as she and the angels do. You know what? Thank you for reminding me that
2: because I know so many people that need the energy of Kuan Yin and we have Quan Yin all throughout the house, but I often forget, no offense Quan Yin, but I often forget, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I often forget to use her as a way for people to open their heart or their, you know, to open up. To, to invoke more, her, you com- mean? Yeah, to invoke her for more compassion, for more love, for everything
1: that you just said that she helped you with. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm ask her to help you heal from that. And that doesn't, so you can say, help me feel love, but help me discover what it is that I I need to heal yeah yeah
0: you know um we're getting down here to the close of the show and I want to try to get as much as I can with you um the getting to the karmic actually you know what I want I want to while we're talking about invocation before I get to karmic contracts with you uh there's going to be a lot of people I'm sure are going to want to know like how do they tap into the rainbow crew mm-hmm. do you is there an invocation of such that someone would say to Get them, them to summon. I guess summon them if you would. Is it something like that? as no, Dizzy
1: is easiest, just saying, "Hey, Rainbow Crew, I really want to get to know you." In fact, I start ta- my book. I wrote a children's book recently and just published it. I speak in rhymes when I'm speaking about them. It's like, uh, but it's just, just help me connect with you. Give me signs. Let me feel you. They really are going to help you move into your childlike sense, which is what we are all. Most of us are missing. You know, we, we started adulting way too fast.
0: <laughs> would, would you feel, uh, Julia, that uh, they're easier to access for most people? Would you think they would be? They're going to sp- come
1: in for whoever calls on them.
0: They're going to come in for whoever yeah. calls on them. Okay. All right. Thank you for that. Um, karmic contracts, can they be released?
1: See, this is a sticky thing for me because I'm not sure if I, so I'll be honest. I'm not sure if I even understand them myself because as I'm learning more and more, I'm like, okay. I understand the karmic contracts. I believe we can actually um, sever them, cut them by doing the past life work. Because what happens is when we go back to a past life, wherever this started, I like to take my clients to the let's let's just go to the root of the root of the problem. First time this happened, because then we can heal that across all timelines, dimensions, and timelines, um, and lifetimes. And so, what we do when I take my clients is we're not only healing ourselves. What what they needed what what happened, we are giving forgiveness and love to everyone involved in that situation. We actually, I've been actually saying it recently, we're rewriting history. Mm -hmm. And I've been shown that that is possible by sending light to the stuff that created all of it. Even, I'm gonna say this, and there's maybe people that disagree. um, There's a lot of us have been doing the work and even the triggers that have been happening for so many years, whether it's a symbol or a name, we are actually infusing all of those with light now so that they are truly what that soul believes they are connecting with. It is the light. That's something new that's just started coming up for me. So that's great. Karmic contracts. I don't know um, if I have like the complete answer about that. Yes. They mine are They're done. <laughs> they're done. I don't get time. I don't have time for that anymore. <laughs> they're, they're over. Sometimes we just have to say I've got time for that no more.
2: I, I love that. No, honestly, what you just said, I mean, duh. Like, I'm done with you. Just over it. Be let, be it, let is, it is let our it power. Go. Yeah.
1: If we step in our power. Mm-hmm. None of that has power over us anymore. Mm-hmm. When we step into love and power, and it, it's even, you know, I have no fear of any of it. Like, I swear, I'm like, I dare you to come around my home because I've got this massive team. You can't even touch me. Yeah. Like, I have even said that. Like, you can't even get to me. Yeah. But I'm not doing it alone. I have a team, angels, guys. Oh, God, I, it's a team. I would never do it without the team. I teach my students when they open up for their abilities, you start with a prayer calling your team. When you, I do start with a prayer always when I do my work. So again, I never do it alone and God, God creator of all is always the first person I call in person.
0: Can you, can you give us an example of what a prayer would look like when you do that? When you yeah, start
1: just like You know, just the God creator of all that is. I call on you now uh, to fill me with light, to surround me with light. I call on the highest um, angelic beings of light that you be with me. Archangel Michael be by my side our side, if I'm working with my client, um, any masters and guides of the highest realms of love that you come in and help as well. And we love you so much. We're so grateful for your love and support. Thank you so much. Amen. I mean, it just, it just comes out randomly.
2: Do you say that to yourself prior to meeting with your client? Or do you say that while the client is on the phone with you?
1: I do it initially while I meet with the client right there.
0: You do it when you meet with a client right there. Okay. Right. I on, mean, right in on. the
1: beginning, it was more of something I needed to do daily, just you know, calling in the angels, set my day up for beautiful things, go ahead of me. Because you can call your angelic team to go out ahead of you and make things really amazing. Again, it's so important that we just got here and we were taught that we're here alone, and we stopped calling on our team. And there's so many, and, and you're not taking it from anyone else. I mean, there's so many, so much help. Yeah. Okay. Um, Angel
2: well, two things uh your retreats number one are, yeah. are you still doing the retreats
1: i am I'm, i it's funny that's a good another week. I was just this morning saying so I need to schedule my next one because of you know all this stuff going on wink, wink I, I, I take a little break, you know from that, but yes, yeah. um I do, and they are amazing that's what people have told me it is. Uh, it used to be called Angel Valley. It's called New Lemuria now in Angel Valley. They've kind of um, created a kind of an expand, expansive or a, a bigger name, whatever the term may be. Is that yeah. in Sedona? Is it in Arizona? Yes, it's, it's right outside of Sedona. And mm-hmm. it's
0: called New, Lemur- New Lemuria now?
1: Yes, New Lemuria. Lemuria, um, okay. That was my first retreat. And if I can say one quick story yeah. about how the angels can make magic happens when you start calling on them. I was at the rock bottom, you know, and I told you in the diner, getting to know the angels. Next thing I knew after I took that angel class, which I did learn my guardian angel's name. My, we have main, one main guardian angel and I learned her name. Then I heard about this retreat in Sedona and I was, I felt very broken. That's what I would tell people. I am broken. So I was like, angels, I know I'm supposed to be there. I was facing a bank, almost bankruptcy. You know, I was at the bottom and I said, if it was nine, $963, how about those numbers? and I said if I'm supposed to go you bring the money two weeks later I got a a check in the mail or a letter came in the mail and it was from my car insurance company and I thought well why am I getting this I already sent in my my payment well I opened it up looked like a check and I was like oh I get a dividend check once a year for 100 bucks it was a check for 963 Wow and I told someone that and he's like well did you did you call the company I'm like Hell no, I went on a trip. I'm not going to close it. You made a mistake. <laughs> I deposited it. I have to write about that too. And, and by the way, you you know, your viewers, they can get a free copy of my book if they want Yeah, you want to you kind treat. of
0: push that up like that for yeah. me? Yep. Let's get a good, good view of that. If you go to
1: juliatreat.com, uh, you can get a free copy of my ebook. It's just right at the top left. Just get a free copy. All
0: right. That's nice of you, Well, I do want
1: to say something
2: real quick about your website. Her website is the most beautiful website I've ever seen. Yeah. Yes. Seriously? Oh, thank you. I don't know who did it, but whoever did it, they put a lot of love in it.
0: The Rainbow Crew.
2: I, the Rainbow Crew were behind your website for sure.
1: Oh, Blue Butterflies. That's another wink. That's going to be another sign from them. They just reminded me. That's on my website. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. That yeah. It's beautiful. I yeah, know. It's great.
0: You, you got a great vibe to you, Julia, and I, and I really you hope too. people get to check you out here. So um, other than juliatreat.com, which we're going to have there, is there any other information you'd like for people to find out more about you? Check you out.
1: Yeah, you can get on my podcast. It's Stepping Into the Light. It's on um, iTunes, Pod, uh, Stitcher Radio, Podbean, um, and you can get all these links on my website, juliatreat.com. I kept it super easy. Uh, yeah, I have Instagram. I've got my YouTube channel is just now. I've just now started sharing pictures, Pictures just Julia Treat in the search, um, but I have a lot of really cool pictures I like to post there. So.
0: All right, yep. right on, right on. That's awesome. Julia Treat. Everybody, thank you, Julia, for bringing yourself out to us and introducing to us the Rainbow Crew. Right? Thank oh, you. I'm about to, yeah. Thanks
1: for having us.
0: Yeah, Thank you all for joining
2: us. You know, it's so interesting. As you mentioned, your name means a lot, and your name, Julia Treat, is really who you are. You're a treat. Yes, thank you. <laughs> you're you're a butterfly treat, actually. <laughs> yes.
0: Butterfly <That's, laughs> treat. Yeah,
2: that's so awesome. Oh, thank you. And together we will turn the universal key to global harmony and create a unified world. Thank you everyone for tuning in and remember tune in often, tell all your friends and most importantly, may all your dreams come true. Many blessings.